0: Day 189. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is John, and I just want to remind you this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it um, and see ourselves. All right, I just want to remind you again, one of the best ways to engage with four chapters in one day in one sitting uh, may not Necessarily be for you to sit down and try to pick apart everything that you see here, but to read it one time through and really just step back, close your eyes, and reflect on what you read. What's the one theme or what's the one thread that goes uh, through all of this, man? And as I read this, uh, you know, one of the things that stuck with me is just this truth that um, the end goal is no indicator of the journey, right? The end goal is no indicator of the journey. Here's what I mean. In Isaiah uh, 52, we're on the tail end of God being on this trial. Israel put them on trial uh, up against the idols that they had come to hold the near and dear to their heart because of their exile. And God is spending this time telling them, y'all, listen, I'm built different than all these idols, right? There's something special about me. There is nothing remarkable about them. So God proves why he's the only one uh, that's qualified to be the Lord uh, of their hearts. And then God comes through and says that he's going to do something new, that Israel's destiny is not going to be based on their performance. It's going to be based on the performance of another, this servant that is going to come into the world and make things right. And so look here in Isaiah 52 through 55, he's going to go into a little more depth about the journey of the servant. But the very first thing that he does is he talks about the end goal. Isaiah 52 verse 13, it says this, look, see, my servant will be successful he will be raised and lifted up and greatly exalted. So right there, it seems like good news. The end goal is good news. God saying his servant is gonna come into the world and he's gonna be successful. And our inclination is to think that if the end goal is good, that the journey is gonna be just as pleasant. Oh, it's smooth sailing from here. But look at the very next verse in 52 verse 14, it says this, look, just as many were appalled at you. His appearance was so disfigured that he did not look like a man, and his form did not resemble a human being. And through Isaiah 52 and 53, it's going to bring up this this truth, this pattern about the way that God works, right? Although the end goal promised it's good. It's great. It's grand. It's something for us to rejoice in. Uh, the journey is so hard. God promises success in a servant, but the pathway, hear this, it's going to look so much like failure that the only people who are going to be able to experience the good things that God does are the people who trust God's ultimate word more than they trust their observations of what takes place around them, right? So after God promises this servant is going to lead his people to victory, Isaiah 53 gives us this picture of this suffering servant. He would be ignored, rejected, despised. Right? Like we talked about yesterday, Uh, this servant is going to come into the world and he's not going to be honored as he should, but instead, uh, he's going to take the place of these uh, Levitical sacrifices that have been offered over and over and over. It describes him as this sheep led to the slaughter, but him taking on this pain is not the same as him being defeated, right? Uh, The pathway that is going to lead to glory, hear this, is going to run through the grave, right? Not to the grave. The grave is not a cul-de-sac for Jesus. The grave is this through street. So Jesus, as this servant, is going to be the one that comes into the world. And Isaiah 53 lays out that he's taking on the sins of the many, that he's going to bear our sins the same way that the scapegoat or the lamb would. Our sins, our failures, our defilement, our lack of performance is poured out on Jesus, and Jesus takes them all willingly in order to provide us relationship with God. And Isaiah 54 helps us see that this, look, this sacrifice is going to be different than the other ones. Isaiah 54 is all about these, these uh, prophecies of future glory that Israel would receive. It's basically God saying, look, I'm never again going to cast my people out, this is a forever thing. He talks about this future glory for the people. He says, look at this amazing thing that God is doing. Look at how God is at work. Isaiah 54 lays out um, that this sacrifice of the suffering servant is different from the sacrifices that have gone before. The sacrifices that have gone before uh, were good to cover the past but they didn't necessarily cover their future guilt. This sacrifice is going to be different because it covers not just the past, but the present and the future. And so Isaiah 55 basically tells the people, not just the people of God that are a part of Israel, but the nations that have been covered, come, come. If you don't have money to buy your salvation, if you don't have performance to buy your salvation, God's saying, look, I got you. A sacrifice has been made. Leave behind everything that you would put your hope in. Right? The end of Isaiah 55, God says, look, this is why you can come, because I'm good for it. God's going to say, of the idols that people compare him to. God's going to say, look, I'm built different. God's going to look at us and he's going to tell us, y'all, listen, we're built different. God's saying, I'm ready to offer forgiveness. This is my word that's gone out. and Isaiah 55 ends with God saying, listen, uh, my word never comes back to me void. It accomplishes the work that I have for it. it, It's best to think of the promises of God uh, like checks. All right. Checks are these uh, promissory notes. So you write an amount on this check and basically you sign your name as a promise that when somebody takes that check to the bank, they're going to be able to withdraw the funds. God is saying, look, when I make a promise for universal redemption and forgiveness, I know it's a big check. But God's saying this. Listen, my checks don't bounce. I'm good for it. Right. So everybody. Right. I don't claim to know where you are. But one thing that I know about you, because it's true about me and our shared humanity, is uh, we've fallen short of God's standard, of God's glory. And by virtue of you even being on this podcast or reading your Bible, there's something inside of you that feels that, all right, maybe there's something in God's word. Maybe there's a solution to this feeling of emptiness and shame. And I wanna have this relationship with God. And I think by virtue of our shared humanity, we tend to think that it's going to come through uh, fixing our failures, so ways that we failed in, in in the past. We think that relationship with God comes by virtue of picking up our performance and doing better, but God is going to talk about the fact that peace with him never comes through our performance. It always comes through pardon, through forgiveness. God is saying he's ready To forgive. He's footed the bill of all the mistakes in your past. All you have to do is come. So, today, come. Take some time, maybe after we're done here, and just sit. And if your failures or your sins come to mind, and you reflect on those things, and you are reminded of just how far you are from God. Spend twice as long reflecting on the beautiful words that we read in Isaiah 52 to 55. God has promised success and victory in bringing his people back to him. He comes through on his word because he doesn't bounce checks. And all that we have to do is come, leave behind our guilt and our shame leave behind the promises that we have to change and come and accept forgiveness from God and as we experience that love and that acceptance there's something about that that changes us Father we thank you for the Lord Jesus and the fact that he endured so much for us God I pray that you would melt our hearts it's in Jesus name we pray Amen